same old trouble villains always knocking at the door pretty pictures on the page but nothing ever stays the same thank you vandello and welcome once again to graphically novel my name is josh wasta aka fallout fury and with me did you notice how he just starts grinning when this happens and looking at you yeah (laughs) on a scale of one to ten how much do you want this season to be over on the i'm going to be nice to you in the beginning oh i I did uh uh, 12. (laughs) (laughs) with me as always is my brightest day in blackest night oh my Kilowog, my Ryan Reynolds. It's fair. I mean, I'll take Kilowog and Ryan Reynolds. I yeah, guess. No, yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> and with us, as usual, the lovely and talented, the Baronessa Arsenestro. <laughs> <laughs> the one we all fear. <laughs> and controls our fear, right? <laughs> It's Ms. Jennifer Howland. Thank you. Wow, that's I think that's the best intro I've had all season. So we should <laughs> we should just move this on a permanent basis to him making you the villain. I guess. I don't know. It works for me. <laughs> well, this this episode, as has been traditionally since I came on regularly, my pleasure to introduce our guest. And today we have Roger McCready. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey. Oh, no problem. It's great to be here to talk about Green Lantern. Woo! Yes. And um, so this season we uh, have, in addition to me being nice to Barry at the beginning yeah. of every episode, uh, we did a little differently where we didn't just set up all of what we'd be doing and have anybody that was interested contact us. We went through our deep, deep Rolodex of, uh, of friends and chose them individually based on each episode. And once Green Lantern was coming up, there, there was no other choice for me. And once I said it, Jen was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And that is oh, a man you. that a man that has a room, or I don't know if you still do, but had at one point a room dedicated to this franchise. Um, yeah, yeah, not the movie, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a stand-up um, of Ryan Reynolds, a cardboard cutout stand-up of Ryan Reynolds. If I room? did, it would be his Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Fair. Uh, but Roger, you haven't been on the show before, so what we like to do nope. is we like to ask our new guests, what's your history with comic books, uh, properties, um, and, and where did you reading get your start? Them? What yeah. was your first one? Ooh. What's your um, favorite? Sure. Um, so uh, my first start with comic books had to do with actually my father. Uh, my brother was in the hospital for like a week, and um, my father bought my brother a bunch of comic books and we'd never had comic books before um i was like eight and um but my brother brought all these comic books home and i started reading them and my dad saw that i was interested in them um let me get some more and over the course of time like um especially once the internet came out uh i bought i I found a lot more comics um sadly i would have loved to uh, pay all the publishers for their work but um i was a college student (laughs) I was a broke college student, so, uh, but we, um, I started collecting, um, I, I really got into the Green Lantern comics as a, as far as like stories go, they were always my favorite because, um, my father was a police officer uh, in the military and, um, the Green Lantern Corps is a giant intergalactic space force. Uh, they, no, well, not the space force. They police uh, space. <laughs> so the space Oh man, force. I didn't even catch that until you corrected yourself. That's amazing. Space Force. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, they're actually, um, they're, they're, a, they're a pretty common theme actually throughout a lot of science fiction. And um, 
uh, I really dug not only the old stuff like the Golden Age, but the the modern, uh, the more sci-fi Green Lanterns. And um, whenever it came to stuff, people always talk, you know, nerds always sit and talk about who would win in a fight, um, you know, who wins in a fight, Batman or Superman, who wins in a fight, you know, and so-and-so. And I always thought, well, if the idea and the, the core idea of Green Lantern is that this weapon, this ring that you're given with enough willpower and enough creativity, you can do anything. And that is a really huge huge theme in Green Lantern and it's very true to my life so I'm a big fan of it except if something is yellow um (laughs) we'll get into that I know we will because Jen asked me at one point uh so the comic the comic that we did uh to go along with this that you suggested actually Roger was um uh Jeff Johns did uh Secret Origin um Mm -hmm. seven issues that we we read for this um, where he kind of reinvented Hal Jordan's background um, a little bit, and one of the questions that Jen had asked was, "Well, why, why, what was previous that you needed to reinvent him?" <coughs> and uh. yeah, <laughs> uh. and there's a whole bunch there. There's a lot of history, as as there, there is, is with a lot of uh, of of different superheroes that have been around since 1940. Uh, the original yep. Green Lantern was Alan Scott, who was around in 1940. And uh, for those who do not know Alan Scott, yellow was not his weakness. His weakness no. was wood. Yes, uh, that's and uh, that has to do with the fact that Alan Scott derives his power from a different power source. Um, the green so, flame uh, meteor the, yep. that fell into China. The, the Which was, so that meteorite, though, you find out when you read lots and lots of, of Green Lantern comics. And the part of this was written by Neil Gaiman. Um, uh, basically, the Guardians of Oa are these Smurfs basically who are in charge of the Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> They're little blue people. It's yeah. very um, true. Yeah. A whole ring of, of the, Papa Smurfs. Yeah. Right. Which They're in the movie the old... for some reason made them like gigantic. Yeah, I was kind of like, what, what's going on? Maybe maybe they were just doing I didn't Michael feel like Clark they were Duncan gigantic. Thing. No, they weren't gigantic. They I were felt just... like they were just sitting in really big chairs. <laughs> yeah, they were sitting in really big chairs. It seemed like in the movie though they made them like super like um What's the villain who turns into a giant head? Modok. Modok. He doesn't turn into it. He's he is a giant head. He just is a giant head with the legs and arms. Right, but I, that's what I felt like in the movie. They made yeah. their heads very exaggerated, which I yeah. guess is supposed to indicate extreme intelligence. Well, I don't yes. know. Yeah, the yes, they are the one of the of oldest. They're one of the oldest races in the universe. Um, and they tried to establish order. And let me tell you how they screwed that up. Um, <laughs> several like times. everybody, like everybody does. Yeah. Right, right. So they said, okay, well, we're gonna start. We're gonna we're gonna establish order in the universe. And the first thing, one of the first things they did is they found this group on Mars called the Manhunters. And they said, hey, you guys seem pretty legit at this Law and Order thing. How would you like to do this professionally for the whole uh, galaxy, this whole universe? And they're like, no, we're good. And uh, so the Guardians then took their kind of shtick and built these robots called the Manhunters who were empowered and given the authority to protect uh, protect the universe. Who, of course, robots without their law programming go, the best way to establish order in the universe is to destroy all life. Um, they right, go and wipe that's, out that's Endgame. 
That's end game for every single single artificial yeah. intelligence thing, you know. Yeah, we kill all the living yeah. creatures. We've right. established you, order. Well, you also remove any chance of anomaly. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. So uh, no man escapes the Manhunters, and they wiped out an entire uh, space sector. Um, the Guardians split the whole universe into 3,600 different zones that they patrol. No um, parking in the yellow zone. <laughs> they wiped out one, the one called six six six, where where the five is. the five what yep. are they called the five in the this... the, uh, the five though there was a name for them indescribe yes. not indescribe in I just know that section six 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 is where you go to shout at the devil okay. Uh, oh, called the five called? inversions. Inversions. inversions yes. I, I'm like five I N something. I'm like incendiaries. And one of those. One of those becomes like, the leader of uh, the Red Lantern Corps. Yeah. Yes. Or the, the Red, Red Lantern. Lantern. The Red, Red Lantern, Lantern Corps. Is, is he the first. one with the teeth? Yes. Atrocitus. Okay. Atrocitus yes. is the their first and in Secret Origin, and I think actually, was the first one. And if we had gone further him. into this whole thing, eventually I would have shown you the Red Lantern cat. Okay. Yes. Oh, Dexter. <laughs> But Dexter. I have to say that Atrocitus is an amazing name. That's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But it is, isn't it weird that a guy from space, like very, very far away, has a Latin based name? Mm. Uh, they all do. I mean, like Sinestro yeah. and, and yeah. Atrocitus. And hey, I just um, think it's, you know, you've got a race that is billions of years old that had their activating oath in simple quatrains. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> In in English, like it, it it works out in English. I don't know what their language was, but it just works yeah. out to a simple quatrain that rhymes in English. Oh yeah, well in our in, in our language, uh, sinestro, you know, sinestro means sinister or evil, right? We associate it with right. that. It comes from the left-handed word, Latin word for left-handed. And um, yeah, but in and nobody on his planet thought to mean that the you know Corrigarian translation was jerk. Um, right. But... <laughs> well, and it was. I just thought it was kind of heavy-handed on the foreshadowing. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> like, you think wow. about it, his name was Atrocitus before everything went wrong and before he was angry and before he was a monster. Right. And, you're like, and Sinestro was his name before he became he a became terrible. sinister. Right. So oh, one, of, uh, one of the... Th always sinister. Mm. One of the things that I, uh, that I wrote down while I was watching uh, Ryan Reynolds' movie was actually that it wasn't nearly as bad as BVS or Justice League. Nope. Oh, no. Uh, it was a nope. crime. It was still a crime. It actually... It was a lesser crime. It was like jaywalking. Was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whereas whereas Man of Steel was like aggravated assault. <laughs> really? Was, and then you go up to go with like no. murder second. Yeah, then you go <laughs> you up to I... Batman versus Superman was like the the uh that's murder the one serial killer that went across yeah. the DC. I universe. feel like I feel like they so they did Green Lantern in 2011. They did Man of Steel in 2013. Right. I think the bad reviews on Green Lantern, they said, oh man, you know, we were we were kind of silly with this one. We gotta go dark. We gotta go darker. We gotta go, we gotta get real gritty. Like people really like our Batman movies with Christian Bale. We gotta go darker. And um, yeah, they did that. And they did it with the the Blue Boy Scout. And I was like, Wow, wow, look at all this collateral damage. Oh wow, Batman's killing people. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean I already <laughs> didn't really like Superman, but that, after that I was like, okay, well, you can't just you can't just fuck everything up and, and make me like him. That's this this is not gonna help. 
Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and yeah. I feel like watching this, um, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm spoiled now because I look at like, okay, yes, I'm gonna go to, you I'm, are yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna go over to like, I'm gonna go to the Marvel side and look at Iron okay. Man. Okay, Iron Man, the villain there was like, oh, he's he seems like a good dude, but you know, he's a bad guy right away. Eventually, he's going to bad dude. Um, talking about yeah. Owen Stain or Owen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ob- o- Obadiah. Yeah. Obadiah Stain. Uh, yep. And then you have Captain America. Now, Captain America had, you know, basically Red Skull, had giant Nazi dude, like mm-hmm. was his main <laughs> villain and Nazis. Okay, well, there's not a lot of redeeming to do with Nazis, but eventually you start to get these villains, you know, by the time you get to like, well, before Black Panther, but Black Panther's the really um, awesome example of it. By the time that Michael B. Jordan becomes, now I'm blanking on his name, the villain in Black Panther. I'm Ball? just sitting here and staring. No, not Ball. Killmonger. 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 Thank you. I remembered it was a dumb name. Uh, <laughs> Killmonger. Again, on the package. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> but by the time he becomes Killmonger, I mean, you have built in a background that you're like, oh, Okay, I can at least I would not have followed the same path, but I understand the motivation. Yeah, right. very Magneto esque. Right, character. Magneto's a great example too. Right, but then you have like even in the comic like that we read, but but in the movie you have basically fuckboy gets psychic powers. He's already a fuckboy. I mean, he's even worse in the comic, but in the movie, like he's just a he's just a nerd. Sniveling, sniveling talking about nerd. Hector. Yeah, yeah, Hector. Um, well, but it's beyond that. He's a sniveling nerd. He is a misogynistic sniveling nerd. Right, yes. right. And then you have like Sinestro, which the movie, in the comics, he actually is like a mentor figure to Hal for a while. Yep. And like, he takes him under his wing because Hal has that chutzpah, mm-hmm. that, that fuck same... authority that Sinestro has. Swagger. Yeah. And, and there, yes. yeah, and there's actually a connection. In the movie, they're like, oh, look at this plot development, all this background. Fuck yep. that. Out, out from the fucking the, window. From the first time he shows up, yeah. you're going to know that you that motherfucker is going to be a villain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I bet I can weak. make this sheet into the garbage can farther than you can. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think one of the biggest problems with uh, with Green Lantern the movie is that they said, oh, what can we what can we put in here? Oh, okay. Let's let's put in Hector Hammond. Let's change his background story though. Connect him to to the main bad guy. Oh, let's also add in this whole other plot line about training and and becoming a, a Green Lantern and dealing with all this stuff and Hal's you know all of this. And then I think the biggest problem is they try to cram way too much into one movie. Right. Um, Absolutely. Because you know if you read any of this stuff, you're like, okay, well, Parallax is the bad guy. He is right. the reason. He is the problem. Right. He's and the then, end game. Right. And then you have Hector Hammond, who's like, I'm the most, you know, one of the most powerful telepaths from Earth, um, you know, coming to be in this story. Where And it's, and it's a complete change from the original uh, Hector Hammond, because Hector Hammond was like this con man who found a meteorite, and then he stole scientists and made them super evolved, and then used their ideas to get rich. Uh, that That's was the original fantastic like, idea. Oh, right. <laughs> Right. And then so like he got beat by Green Lantern and he's like, oh, well, I'll just take the same meteorite and I'll make myself super evolved. And, you know, he becomes this giant head who can't move much like Mode, except he doesn't have Modoc's chair or a <laughs> combat suit. So he's just like, I'm just a head. And if I move, I could die. If I, I move, always, I'm going to die. I always think of the MST3K movie that they did this island Earth. Like, yep. May your forehead grow like the mighty oak. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the thing is, is like, if you look at this movie, you have amazing actors in almost every part. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you've got Peter I mean, Sarsgaard. I was going to say, they have a Sarsgaard. They do. 
<laughs> they have a, they have Peter Sarsgaard. They have you know Ryan Reynolds. When I when I first heard this movie was being made, I was like Ryan Reynolds isn't that the guy from Van Wilder? And um, <laughs> and I said, you know, I mean, Hal's a pretty serious character. How are they going to do that? And then I saw he did a remake of the Amityville Horror, and mm. he had Josh Brolin's role and um, as the father of the family. And I was like, oh, he's really oh he's capable of being really serious. He can be a dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he, he must have thrown that out the window. Um, right. I mean, <laughs> like it, much like much like BVS, there is only so much you can do with a script. Right. Well, oh, yeah. and and as we saw in what happened to the shambles of what happened to the Star Wars, actors yep. are only as good as their direction. Yes. Right. An actor yeah, can and- be an excellent actor, and then the director can say, no, 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 no do it this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we and you had Taika Waititi is in this movie. Tamara Morrison's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mark it's, Strong. It's Mark Blake, Strong. Blake Lively. Like, Mark Strong. Classic yeah. villain actor. Mark Strong. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're like, oh man, this movie could be very exciting. Michael Clark Duncan, isn't it? Um, like you, you're in Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Hurts, no, yeah. Jeffrey Rush, Tim, Jeffrey Tim Robbins, J.O. Sanders. Yeah. Like, I think this yeah. is this is one of those that I would recommend people go back and watch it again now that there's distance because it yeah. is not as bad as no. you probably remember it being. This Despite is actually 26 percent, right? Yeah, I, I watched this, um, it was like Tuesday, I think it was. Um, and this is actually the third time I watched it, the first two times I watched it. I saw up through about the point where they he gets sucked off to Oa. Sucked off to Oa. I mean, sucked, <laughs> sucked off to Oa. The Hal Jordans. Right? <laughs> you can't really say he flew there. He I, was transported. No, he was dragged. He was transported. Dragged. Okay, dragged. Yes. We'll, we'll, Tractor beam. <laughs> that, that has I don't less, think he enjoyed less it. sexual connotations. <laughs> True. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't um, know that was what you were going for. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so he's dragged off to Oa, and that's usually like the first two times that is literally like the point where I fell asleep. I'm just like, oh, he's shooting people with a green gun, <sighs> and then like wake up as Parallax is hitting Earth and go, oh, this uh, this seems like an interesting movie, right? <clears throat> but yeah, I, I agree with your previous statements. Like, I think they just it, like it's like trying to cram the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy into you know 90 minutes, 120 minutes, whatever the movie was. Right. You're you're talking about this and then this is this is Green Lantern. This isn't like Superman where there's like there's this one guy and he's from another planet and he gets superpowers from the sun. Or Bruce Wayne, it's like, hey, there's Batman. He you know, his parents died and he became a crime fighter. He's fucking like, crazy. Yeah, first there off, are seventy two hundred people in this organization. Right. Seventy two hundred people. That's just the, the grunt workers, not the guys in charge. Um and you know, and they all have families and and stuff. And I was like, so I was, I was trying to think of what a, what would have been a better movie. And and, um, they could have I thought literally the, taken the plot from from Secret Origins as is and done that, and it would have been a better movie. Could have, could have. I had a thought. My thought was, you do basically Training Day with oh. <laughs> <laughs> you do Training yeah. Day with Sinestro and Hal. Yeah, and and like he goes to you know if he went to Sinestro's planet and he's like you know they say we're going to put you with Sinestro because Sinestro's space sector is the most organized and well-behaved and stuff. And then Hal goes and sees like, oh, because they're all afraid of him. Yeah. Because well, he's they, horrible. Right. Yeah. They they did that 
kind of in the animated first flight yep. uh the the it's on it's on hbo max i watched the first half of it this morning um mm-hmm. and again i i do have a like for sinestro in that because again they're showing that sinestro does feel a, a kinship with hal that is yeah. missing from most definitely from the movie but yeah. from a lot of the other things that i've yeah. seen that are green lantern based it's just like sinestro's bad you got to get him a yellow ring as soon as fucking possible shove it in his hands yeah. right right well the thing that I that struck me about the movie was okay Hollywood so basically we've discovered that Hal Jordan is a brand new Green Lantern Lantern doesn't know how to use his powers so he's gonna go to boot camp for a day and then yep. we're gonna send him back to protect the earth and his sector from the entire galaxy being ended without any backup because that's oh, yeah, cause- you know yeah. Cool. Because these noble guardians have decided, you know what? Um, you know, Sinestro, you're right. We're just going to give up on her. Uh, we'll just wait for them to come here. Right. And yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll, just, like, That's we'll just let horrible. everybody come and, you know, we'll just, until they're at the gates. It's like, I don't cool. think that it's, it, you know, I don't think that whoever wrote this, like, was a real, I know it's produced by, like, Greg Berlanti. And I'm like, I don't feel like this person really understood, like, the Green Lantern story. You know, the idea that, one, they're a group. Two, they look out for each other other three you know it's all about overcoming fear and you know working as it in a lot of ways as a team right? well um, which is crazy because by this point when it came to uh production and, and dc being involved and things like that jeff johns was in charge of the dc entertainment division the man who had written the comic that we read and he's yep. a co-producer on this movie yeah right. so how and do I- you go from understanding this character so well to putting that out and actually having the pro- the power. He wasn't an executive producer, but he was a co-producer. He could have been like, yeah. how does hey, he not look at the guy that's in charge and just go, no, that's not how this needs to work. And when they say, no, this is how I want it to be. And you just look at him and go, I wrote it. I know how it's supposed to go. Right, right. Here, but I think that's... get my, my, listen, if you won't listen to me, here's the number of my friend, Gail. Gail can fix everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> She can't, um, you know, and, and the Green Lantern, the whole Green Lantern story in this in this movie, I'm like, okay, so the, first of all, the idea that most of those characters are just like totally fine with, yeah, let's send the untrained guy back alone right. to beat up our biggest bad guy. Well, ever. and in the comic, it's like, and it's a crime for Green Lanterns to be together for too long so, in the same sector. I'm like, but what? So I've got some, some very detailed notes on this point. Normally we don't spoil the comic but this is this leads me to an important part that i have on a lot of space stuff and a lot of uh in general not every planet has the same rules so how yeah, is it I beneficial to only do your mentor training on one planet oa where you're just surrounded by other cops this is what human lives matter is what <laughs> this ends up with you want to you know the best part of this? The best part of that is, is like when you go from planet to planet within your own space sector, the laws change. Your own space sector. Yes. So that means, and the thing is, is that they're not there to change. Like you're not there to start revolutions as the Green Lantern. You're there to keep the peace. So like if the law is unjust, you're literally supposed to make sure it's enforced. Right, right. Absolutely. And, and actually, Hal had a huge issue with that. Right. And as did other lanterns, because for mm-hmm. our Wonder Woman episode, we read the Circle by mm-hmm. Gail Simone. And part of that is Wonder Woman being basically kidnapped to a planet because they're having problems with their Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, 
you know, but again, that it, while reading that, I'm like, well, hold on a minute. If you're not supposed to fraternize with the other lanterns outside of Oa, but they sent him back to Earth and everyone's like, oh, he's so underqualified. He's underqualified because you didn't train him enough on Oa and what? That's like every police story ever. Yeah. Again, so training day yeah. is a great idea. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, it would have been a, it would have been a cool like I want to say buddy cop. Um <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but they were originally talking about making a Green Lantern movie. The choice for Green Lantern was Jack Black. <laughs> uh, I am down. I but am it would have down. not been a movie like it wouldn't have been true to the comics it would have been ridiculous right right um, i'm still down <laughs> which i would have been fine with i would have been fine with that um i don't know if i would have been more or less upset about this movie versus that movie but um but i'd be like this one's campy at least um yeah. <laughs> going to going through the through the comic books is like you know when they say like they're not supposed to fraternize it's like the guy from 2813 helps the guy from 2814 all the time back in the silver age it's been that way like right. they come by and help each other when they need help they're neighbors right. they give each right. other sugar requesting right. backup <laughs> also sinestro and and uh al al no al the the, the one who dies and gives Abin Abin Sor. Sor. Yeah. we're like best friends they're besties because i've yeah. like well they were mentor also, mentee. yeah but they yeah. were only that at oa like they couldn't hook up for a drink at some point and like basically it's oh, like no, you uh. could you can never meet your co-workers anywhere but like x everybody planet. teleworks but at the company mixer. <laughs> you can only go to the company mixer that's the only time you can right Right. Co-workers. right yeah and you don't bother the boss for fuck's sake you do not talk to the bosses <laughs> because the only time the bosses want you in their office someone's getting fired yeah that's right um but i mean like you know if you wanted to make your first green lantern movie and your goal is to make a bunch more movies if you wanted your own expanded universe you just they just went too big they went all in on yeah. everything and i'm just like there's too much going on why is why is dr waller here why is amanda waller in this room mm-hmm you know well because like, it is it is a joy anytime Amanda Waller's on screen she is one of my it is. she is one of the people that for some reason even Superman is like yeah yeah go fuck up Superman but somebody <laughs> in DC is like you cannot and will not fuck up Amanda Waller the only because person she shows, that stands up the only person that stands up to Waller is Batman well yes I, I get that but because he's crazy right right I, and, and I get that in the continuity what I'm saying is no matter how bad a choice like Val Kilmer was a Batman and it was horrible there has been no instance of Amanda Waller in any of the DC movies that I've seen where I'm like, man, they fucked up Amanda Waller. Like, it could be a shit show like Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was a shit show of a movie. But Amanda Middle Waller was solid. Yeah. 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 They never yeah. they never skimp on a Amanda Waller. They never <laughs> they've never I, I beg you know, to differ about Suicide Squad personally. I think oh, if you no. took the names out of the movie, the movie was just fine. If you took mm-hmm. those character names off and didn't call them the people that they were supposed to be, the movie was it wasn't great, but it was fine. It was fine. I mean it was fine okay. fine. As soon as you as soon as you put those names to the people that are on the screen, now hey, you have I'm fucked everything up. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I would put Welcome to Earth. I would still <laughs> say it was better than BBS yes. and Justice League. <laughs> but I would say that Green Lantern was better than Suicide Squad. The kind of that's my that's my my moral combat pillar of wow. horribleness. <laughs> wow, I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I agree. I would say I would say that I would say that this one's slightly worse. Um at, at the very least, because like I mean, at least with the other one 
one, you're like, okay, well, at least we're sticking to one plot, one bad guy. For oh, not really, movie. though. Not really, though. There wasn't just one bad guy in Suicide Squad. Well, I mean, Amanda Waller's a bad guy. No, no, no. I, you, <laughs> <laughs> you had Joker McGriddle in... Uh, oh, Joker in McGriddle Joker doesn't McGriddle. even count. He doesn't, he doesn't count. He's, he's like, they're in Gotham. It's like background noise. <laughs> it's like it's like trash on the street. You know, if they'd driven by, if they'd like... if they That is how I call that performance, too. Yeah. <laughs> If the helicopter had been crashing and like you saw, you know, man bat on the side of a building, you'd just be like, oh, well, he's just there. That's just background noise for this. <laughs> this is what man bat um, does. <laughs> well, he's man bat. That's what he does. Right. Um, but Green Lantern, like I, there was a lot of things that didn't make sense. Like the part where evidently in this story, they changed it up a bit. Like the ring provides pu- the, the users with the information, but like this whole induction process where Hal gets all of this information crammed into his head and gets a weird fleshy stretch suit. Um, Because the suit is just another hard like construct. It's supposed to be just a construct and like the the green parts are hot and the black parts are cold and it keeps them safe. It's, it's a, it's, it's everything. It's a, it's a food and nourishment system. It's a waste system. It's a bioluminescent, uh, faster than light travel system. Are urine and feces processed in the thigh pads? (laughs) (laughs) What if you walk without rhythm? <laughs> but dude. no, I mean it, it. It's made for them to be out there for like you know for forever, right. um, or at least twenty four hours. For some reason, all of the lanterns are powered on a human or an Earth uh, day cycle. Yeah. Also, that I found that really problematic. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you go, you go. You're gonna get this sector, like this huge sector, to protect. But don't forget to charge your ring. Oh, but they've got it's got hyperspace capabilities. Do you yeah, know so- how many? Times my cell phone dies, <laughs> and, and that is arguably next to like my wallet and keys, the most important thing on me at all times. Hold, but hold on, so the neat thing about the ring is that the ring can call the lantern to it. Uh, While you, you still have power, you, you can be like, I need that, and right. it'll show up. Right, which they talk about in the comic book. Well, yep. but the thing that they don't talk about is how long does it take to charge? Uh, uh, it takes twenty. The, it takes like 27 syllables to yeah. charge. <laughs> right, because you have to say the oath. You're, you're a little oh, quatrain okay. and, okay. and, the, and you're done. Every time you plug in your phone, you have to say a prayer to Samsung. <laughs> well, if it was instantly charged as soon as I finished that prayer, yes. you motherfucking better believe I'd be saying that prayer. <laughs> the other yeah. option is uh, is uh, when you get into the comics, if uh, if a blue lantern is around, the green lantern is fine because the if there is hope present, will is expanded. Okay, Roger, real quick, uh, because I'm not even sure I could name all of them. All all ring colors and what they represent. Okay, oh, I, uh, I'm pretty th- sure I could even do that or come close. To all it. right, quiz for duck, go for it. <laughs> uh, so blue uh, so it started at the beginning so red rage orange greed uh, yellow fear green will um, where are we at blue hope blue. indigo was love indigo. is that what that was is, it, <laughs> is indigo and violet the indigo and violet are the ones that I don't I always get switched around One's love and the other one is violet. Violet is love. Violet is love. Okay, and then and then I can't remember what it, it, no. indigo is. Though. Indigo is compassion. Violet is passion. Okay, and then there's it's black compassion. and white, which are eh, kind of which is life and death. Yeah, I mean kind hence, of on the, on the nose. Hence the the black ring and the blackest night. I I was just really entertained when we were like so reading through the comic where we have the the first introduction of what is I, I think at that point going to be the um uh. 
the Red Lantern Corps and the Black Lantern Corps in there. Hand, Mr. Hand. Yeah. Yes. Black Hand. Which, ah, ha, ha. Ah, <laughs> vampire nod. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, and, but like, as I was saying, there was, I don't remember where I read it. And I don't even remember if we read it for this show, but there is a background of Dexstar. There is the background yep. of how a cat became <laughs> a Red, Red Lantern. Lantern of Space Sector 2814. I have heard of that. I have not yep. actually. It's basically an abused cat that loves a girl and then the girl you, gets killed. And the cat's you, like, I will burn the so universe down. I can... I can give you the 20-second story on that one. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Um, Dex- Dexstar is adopted from the pound by a by a lady who is single. She gets a boyfriend. Her boyfriend's abusive. Her boyfriend, uh, her boy, uh, he tries to fight the angry boyfriend. Uh, the boyfriend throws him out the window. He survives. He comes back up. His owner did not make it. He gets selected. Wow. Because he's like, <laughs> if I can't have her, if I can't have her in this world, I will burn everything. I hate humans. I hate them all. She was the only one that was ever good to me. Fuck everyone. I'm burning it all. And Very he gets to like to speak. Yeah. He gets to like speak because the ring enables yeah. him to communicate to other lanterns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And his well, name is Dexter. Universal translator. Right. His his name is Dexter. Uh, she named him Dexter and he becomes Dexstar of Earth. Nice. And he is a nasty little, little, little Russian blue cat. Yep. Oh, he's a Siamese cat? Yes. Oh, no, he's, oh. oh he's a blue. He's, I, think he's, I think he's supposed to be a Russian blue. Oh, okay. Because he's got this, he's got blue fur in the comics. And he's like, he's not an alien. He's just a pissed off cat. <laughs> so um, we usually tackle like in roundabout ways, larger fiction, just ideals. Our last episode, we talked a lot about punk music. I'm sorry, not our last episode. Not our last but, episode. Uh, uh, I love punk music. Yes, our episode on Deadly Deadly, Deadly Class. Class. Yeah, we talked a lot, lot about punk, punk music. A lot of 80s music. Yes. Um, in this one, going through not necessarily the movie, but more of the comic, I found that I really, really don't like a trope in space or other society stuff like where you're making the the society from scratch generally when you have cosmic powers and that's all emotions are problematic i think we can retire that trope now because it always turns out the person with all the emotions like is the person that was right the entire time and the emotions are what makes them them and blah 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 the only salvation in the blackest night is the combination of all of those of the emotional spectrum right like so like it's the only way to win right um but yet and that's the thing but yet trump tower blackwater that runs the the green lantern core (laughs) (laughs) so so let let me real quick go over this a few times one established tried to recruit very compassionate cool man hunters from mars no dice two develop killer robots who wipe out an entire sector of space three establish aliens from establish people from all different races across the universe thinking differently to try to establish order giving them godlike power in the in the palm of their hand all of them can split atoms travel none of them can question you but none of them can question you. Anyone who questions you gets in trouble, like Hal Jordan, um, re- repeatedly, um, who gets into trouble. And you have, so then, but so one of the other things is when you go, hmm, how come there's no magic when we go to the space stories in DC Comics? How come nobody out in space is a magician? Right. And the end, none of them are wizards. None of them are sorcerers. The only Mixed sorcerers flex. and wizards. Yeah, makes huh? flex. Makes some places from the fifth dimension. He doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was an alien. He, okay, carry on. No, no, his, his stuff looks like magic, but he's from the fifth dimension. He bends time and space and does whatever he wants. 
Um, like my wife. Mixed his piddling, um, <laughs> pretty much. But so the, the Guardians of Oa saw one of the big things they saw was that magic was really chaotic. And so they took all the magic of the universe and they shaped it into this little green ball and they threw it over at that backwoods redneck planet called Earth, um, which is where the star heart comes from, which is where all the magic in the universe comes from. The reason all the magic is on this planet is because the Guardians of Oa put it here billions of years ago, right? Superman and Green Lantern find this out in a weird little like Neil Gaiman story that they kind of did on the side. Which we started um, to read and I couldn't finish, but we'll get into uh, that in a little bit. Yeah, but so, um, and you know, if you look at the Green Lantern properly, like Alan Moore has written it, um, Frank yeah. Miller, I think, wrote a little bit of it. Uh, Neil Gaiman wrote some, you know, Jeff Johns is the, the considered the foremost writer for it other than their inventors. And, um, it's, which is Harold, um, no, um, but so all of them are, you know, and, and so Will was considered this like neutral element. So they're going to use that to control everything else. And it all falls apart because they've made too many enemies and they've tried to control everything. And eventually you just keep squeezing and something's going to give. And it does in the War of Light and the Blackest Night. Because, um, you know, Sinestro's like, well, I'll start my own core with Blackjack and hookers. And uh, <laughs> like you do. Right. And then they kick out two of the Guardians who talk basically disagreed with the rest of the crew. And they go find the Blue Lantern Corps. They start the Blue Lantern Corps. Um, the Zamorans are actually the they're the people who start the Violet Light. They're the females of the Guardian species, and they ah. went and started their own. They went and started their own thing, and they were the Star Sapphires. Um, and so they're all the they were historically all the bad people. All the like the Star Sapphire was Hal Jordan's nemesis, and it was also his girlfriend. So would you um, say that? all of the Green Lantern stuff, because it, it seems to tie into a lot of the other stuff in the DC universe. So Green Lantern Corps is generally like the third rail of the DC universe. Like it's no, the one kind of tied in and powering everything. Cause you don't, you never hear that like Krypton made magic on earth, you know? No, no. Um, but what you do, what you do here though is, you know, and I would say like, first of all, DC, if you, you know, generally if you say DC, there's the Holy Trinity, right? You've got, Superman, right. Batman, Wonder Woman. Right. We've only covered That's... one of them because we have no idea how to cover Batman or Superman. How do we'll, you we'll cover there. those people? Yes. Um, right? Super weaving. Um... <laughs> yeah, this has already gotten more complex and more interweaving into anything DC that we've done thus far yeah. um, just because there are so many different elements to it. Right. And the thing is, is like even, you know, and the rest of the space looks at Earth as being primitive and being right. backwoods because they're like, they don't only they don't even have one unified world government yet. They're still fighting wars over religion and money and assaulting their capital. Yes. Right. And <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if that comes up. Um, yeah. But, you know, those those themes like, you know, for us to be like, you know, we're just heading out into space. We just have this capability. We're learning and we're still not, you know. Uh, so, you know, Hal Jordan, they kind of look at him like he's a human. They're like totally weak and stupid. They're unrefined. They're they're savages. And um, but Hal Jordan is the one he is. He is in all of Green Lantern. He is the one who has made the most difference. He has destroyed the core. He uh, he helped bring it back. He has traveled through time he became the specter which is like the spirit of redemption and or of, of vengeance for god i know that one because i watched uh crisis on infinite earth i know <laughs> hal jordan is not to be trifled with 
Um, yes. uh, but like all the other, but even even so, like no other race has four Green Lanterns from the same planet. Now our planet, we have like eight of them because um, they've in the recent New Fifty Two they added like three more. And I'm like, this is great because they they're the most diverse group out of all of the comic stuff. They have very different backgrounds, very cool stories, um, very different looks. I, I really appreciate everything they've done with it. I would say it's probably the I would say out of it, if you say the Holy Trinity is one track, Green Lantern is definitely the third rail, like the third track. <laughs> yeah. But it, so, Jeff Johns used it to energize the whole base, like, mm-hmm. because it included, the, that whole war included, like, characters like The Question, and he got, like, all these different weird was side it, characters into it. Was it Hawking Jeff Johns? Johns- was it Jeff Johns that that basically made the question into who he is now? Because he was like a joke side character for a long time. I think so. Like I think he did Vic. Uh, he turned Vic Sage. He I think he was responsible for Vic Sage and then the replacement, which is Montoya. So right. Montoya replaced Vic Sage as the question. Um, so it's a really good. There, I did, Jeff Johns' work has been really great on the comics. I did have one more question specifically on the comic that doesn't really ruin, like it's not really a spoiler, but it is. So one of the things that is brought up is the whole idea of the blackest night or the darkest or the darkness or whatever that, that they're looking the for. The blackest night. Yeah. Right. And and everyone on OA, whenever it's brought up, is like, well, that's a myth. That's not something. That was just where crackpots go. I'm like, it's part of your own. Right. <laughs> like it's. It's not even like a, that would be like if like Christians were like, okay, but like Jesus wasn't really a thing. Like, so, <laughs> so about that. Um, so when Hal first started saying that oath, he didn't know anything about it. Right. And his interpretation, like when he did it in the comics, he was saying like, he actually showed like several different cases where it was like, oh, it's super bright. I can't see it. Like this back in the silver age, like, but I still fought on and like, oh, I'm blind. I can't do anything. Uh, you know, but the idea is that whether it's, you know, whether I'm standing in the sun or whether I'm in the deep voids of space, I'm doing my job. Alan Moore in the late eighties, I think wrote a story. He wrote a, uh, there were a few stories about the Green Lantern Corps. And in it, he talks about the last Green Lanterns. The last two Green Lanterns would be this guy named Sotomayat, who is a Daxamite, which they're like, they're like Kryptonians, except their vulnerability is lead, which is a super bad plan on Earth. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like, and then that's like the, the, other the, one end is, of, uh, the end of signs, where the aliens yeah. come down and their weakness is water. <laughs> water. And come to Earth. It's yeah, 75%. 75% wet. <laughs> Um, I bleed on so, you. But the other one is a, the other one is a living planet um, called Mogo. Uh, and in it, they talk about this is right after the blackest night. And these two are the only two left alive. The entire core has been wiped out. And it's really, this really sad thing. And they talk about this thing called the War of Light. Well, Jeff Johns took that word, that like paragraph from Alan Moore and wrote five years of material on the subject. And um, it and it was one of the most popular, you know, series they ever wrote because it crossed over into everything. Um, it was a really cool, you know, I think it was a really cool story i think maybe some people felt like they were putting it in everything and you could not avoid it well Um, that's what happens with alan moore alan moore makes something and everyone's like well and this is the the crazy rasputin wizard said it so (laughs) yeah we have had our guns like we're running with it ship it out every door (laughs) (laughs) yeah this show has had its run-ins with alan moore yeah uh, I, I almost feel like we did ourselves a disservice by not at least reading a little bit of Alan, Alan Moore Green Lantern. Like we it's could obscure. do, we I could do more, more. I will say when Roger did bring up the beginning of that plot, though, through my head because my my brain works like the old HBO series Dream On, where it's just a bunch of like flashes of gifs and uh, and funny things. Uh, I hate that you call them gifs. Whatever. I just got that 
Forget that shit. Here comes Mogo. <laughs> so, so, so here comes Mongo. So, Green Lantern. Like candy. The Green <laughs> the Green Lanterns can be anything. Like there is a Green Lantern who is a sentient bacteria. His name is Liesel Pond. There's a sentient you algorithm. You could do. Bless you. You could honestly do the the wait wait don't tell me fucking quiz right now and do like only one of these is true and I'll be like all of those are false. <laughs> here, here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? I'll give you a few. Um, a squirrel. Mm. Saw the squirrel. A fly. Okay. A dog man. Okay. Is his name Jojo? Mm. No. Um, <laughs> uh, and a um uh an equation. No, fuck that. Is shit. only one of those. <laughs> Are all four of those true? I'm gonna go with the That's fly the ju- is not true. <laughs> fly, they're is all not. true. They're all true. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, but uh, let's see. Uh, the badge buzzed. Um, what was the third one I said? Nort and uh, uh, I forget the name of the equation, but he's definitely a character. Um, this is by the way is- why Roger was chosen right for the Greenland. No, no. they just it's this, exactly the sentient, right. The sentient equation was just a little bit before its time. We call that Bitcoin now. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, anyone who, who said, you know, I don't need math, math is going to come and fuck math. you up. <laughs> How does it I wear mean, a ring? I really feel like Darkseid, I really feel like Darkseid needs to find the living equation so he can find his anti-life equation. Mm. But, because he's That's trying to deep... kill everything in the universe. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That is a deep joke, by the way. That, that, Thanks. Again. Thanks. Uh, it, revi- it involves nerds. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's a lot of DC. We do a little street DC. Cred. That's a lot of DC. There's like, some street cred involved. Kat Esmond is going to be the only person that understands that joke. Uh. <laughs> but you know the thing is the thing is is that Green Lantern has just been a it, it's been a really cool story and and the fact that they're they're talking about doing a TV show on HBO like a live action TV show where they're gonna have Hal Jordan and John Stewart as like buddy cops fighting injustice and I'm like who are they gonna cast for this movie or for this TV show right um because they were talking about in in the um the the Arrowverse they were talking about John Diggle's gonna become a Green Lantern right which he's been. They they alluded to that. They're bringing him into an actual show and he's not allowed to say he has, he has confirmed he will still be John Diggle, but he's not allowed to say what the property is of the show they're bringing him on to. Because I'm fine with John Diggle being Green Lantern. Like the Arrow versus Well, basically you make, you, you make him like you're John Stewart. You just kind of slide him into the John Stewart role. You know, I, I, I'm okay with that and then I'm not okay with that. And the reason it is, is, the reason I would say is like, so John Diggle's a great character. He's a really cool guy. He's very compassionate. He's very fatherly. He's spiritual. He's a neat character. But John Stewart is a U.S. Marine, who is also an architect, who was once responsible for caring for like an entire world on his own. He, you know, he managed a world for for the Guardians. Uh, he's part of their, you know, he's he's. I almost don't want to say he's bigger than Diggle, um, right? In terms of like awesomeness and the fact that he gets, you know, John Diggle's really cool. I like John Diggle. I would love to see a G- Green Lantern John Diggle, but like to not have John Stewart when you can have John Stewart. So like so just, just was keep it the, right. Just keep it John Diggle and, and use that as your gateway. Brand new yeah, character. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, and, you know, introduce him to the other Green Lanterns. Like, I would love to see one. I would love to see, if you want to entertain people, get Guy Gardner on your show. Because Guy Gardner is is a, green, a great Green Lantern, and he's also a colossal douchebag. 
Um, and he's hilarious in that way. Um, so this is going to be a kind of a preview of our next episode because our next episode is going to be Doom Patrol. Uh, nice. And I did, I did enjoy the uh, the little Easter egg reference in the in the comic to Doom Patrol. To Doom Patrol. Well, yeah. Doom Patrol is like one of those. It's kind of like um, Great Lakes Avengers in Marvel. Is like kind of what I would compare Doom Patrol to. Like if so, but do, see, Doom Patrol is like, hey, all of reality's threatened, and no one else knows this ever. Right, right. Um, I yeah. love I love Doom Patrol for that. Right. Uh, Doom Patrol that... Doom Patrol, and I'll bring this up in the next episode, is pretty much you know the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode, the Zeppo. That's mm. all where Xander like saves everyone from zombies and like while other people are off doing other things, it's a, a whole, whole Xander. squad of Zeppos. That's pretty much what Doom Patrol is. But yeah. My my point is that I found out what by watching uh, a bunch of uh, Green Lantern stuff or looking into a bunch of Green Lantern stuff, because I love Guy Gardner. Um, but also Guy Gardner, uh, who's another Green Lantern, works a lot with like Blue Beetle, who I love. And Booster Gold. And Booster Gold. Booster Gold. Who I love. So, I mean, what I found out is that I love Silly DC. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. like it when it's up its own ass, which is probably why I don't like Superman. Um, because he's so like, I'm Superman, I'm going everything because no. no, Superman. He's <laughs> no, he's not. His writers are. Well, okay. Um, but if, in the if character, he's like, I'm just doing enough. Right. I, and that's boring. Uh, yes. <laughs> just, well, you know, give me Booster Gold. Give me a dude who like found out that there was time travel stuff so stole a suit in the 25th century came back to the 21st century so he could be a superhero and he's like because he knew her crime was gonna happen right he knew her crime would happen so he went and stopped it um that sounds like the, the best... a, a plot to the tick kind of yeah, yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but it's also why out of all of the dc stuff i mean i'm starting to to get it so you like flash. justice league international no well i've never read Justice League international but the tv you would series love I, it. out of the Arrowverse, i've watched every episode of legends of tomorrow because that's your, what that is so in your searches of dc comics have you ever come across one punch I've, i don't no, mean the, the anime. anime i mean no i mean the joke no um, so, or do you mean Superboy punching reality? No, I mean, I mean okay. Guy Gardner no. and and Batman. Um, so Guy Gardner is uh, when they formed the Justice League International. It's formed by this guy named Max Lord. You guys might know who that is. And uh, familiar. he was he was recently in a movie. Um, oh Wonder no! Oh no! Pedro Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> Pedro Pascal. Wonder, Wonder Woman um, eighty four. Oh yeah. So Max Lord sets up a team with uh, Batman and the Green Lantern and Black Canary and Booster Gold and Blue Beetle and Fire and Ice. And they form a, we're going to be the new Justice League, the Justice League International. And um, Guy Gardner really thinks that he can talk crap to Batman. And he's like, and Batman just kind of looks at him and is like, you take that ring off, we'll see. And uh, Guy Gardner's like, oh, you think you want to go? And he takes his ring off. Batman just knocks him out with one punch. So later on in the Green Lantern, later on in the Green Lantern comics, when Hal comes back from the dead, Batman tries to stop Hal and Hal just knocks Batman the fuck out <laughs> just one shot and he just goes boom and Guy looks at him and he's like one punch I can't I love you Hal and he's like shut up Guy he's like we gotta go 
<laughs> he's like, I can't believe you. Oh, man. Um, so, so since we, we sort of brought it up, that was one of the last points that I had written down. So as you brought it up, uh, the Green Lantern movie on Rotten Tomatoes has a 28% score. 26? I thought it was only 22. 20, no, 28. 26. Okay. Is it 26? Okay. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. What would I'm you say without, without looking it up? What would you say Wonder Woman 84 is at right now? 12. Uh, uh, I, thought I don't know. I really wanted to like either. that movie. I thought that was only like 30 something. Listen, everyone wanted to yeah, like it. Yeah, I wanted movie. to like it too, but it's a hot actually, dish of shit. To, to be honest, to be honest, I enjoyed that movie. I don't no. think it was anywhere near as good as the first one. I did um, not enjoy that movie. I enjoyed I, it more I than I enjoyed hated this Green Lantern movie. <laughs> I actively hated the Wonder Woman 84 movie as it was Are you a big Wonder Woman fan? No. I really liked the first movie, but I didn't think that that was really a Wonder Woman movie. It was kind so of a buddy war movie. I thought that the first Wonder Woman movie was very much like Captain Aven- Captain America the First Adventure. Mm-hmm. Except we it went took over place that. in yeah. 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 yeah and, we went over that. But in World War One. Yeah. And um I'm a huge fan of Wonder Woman. I, you know, as a as a father with a daughter especially i'm a big fan of uh, a powerful female character who does you know does wonderful things and loves the world and is smart educated um, and cares about people of course yeah Yeah, um well that's that's a very interesting green lantern reference um it's a real quick okay folks (laughs) um i felt that that was a very much a 1980s era wonder woman comic book that i watch um okay and it was i see i feel like it was very similar to the things that i would see in the 1980s 80s. The late 70s and early 80s in DC comics were a lot of commentary on not only drug abuse and um, uh, social injustice, but political concerns in the Cold War. And they were, they were shattering. Issues. They were they were shattering the comics code at that time. Yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, Green Lantern is Green Lantern's no exception with that either. Um, the social awareness thing they did in the nineteen late nineteen seventies, early eighties. Um, Dennis and O'Neill were the two writers, Jenny and O'Neill, and um, they did this thing where basically Green Arrow and Green Lan- Lantern, who were best friends, go on a trip around the country. Uh, they ride around in a pickup truck instead of flying around. Uh, they ride around as 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 Ollie and and Hal, and uh, they go and they see things and they they do stuff about it. Um, and they actually even bring one of the guardians with them. He like turns himself into like a normal looking old man and he's like yes i'm very disturbed to see what the real world's looking like um very but it was like he didn't know he didn't see all those problems um they they tried to to change that because hal jordan was this very black and white character and his friend was this huge social activist and they spend the time like teaching him to be more socially aware and they teach him about the the world um so i feel like they used it as also very culturally socially relevant wonder woman though is the one of all of them of all the people on earth wonder woman loves everyone Mm -hmm. literally honestly not you know not loves everyone and even the people she she has to fight she loves them too and uh that's why they make her one of the the violet lanterns star sapphires if you haven't seen read the gail simone the circle the the part okay her debate with the because basically it's a lantern that's like this society has committed genocide and they need to go and it's wonder woman in in very much a diplomatic mm-hmm. back and forth mm-hmm. which is awesome um but 
that's the part of Wonder Woman that I liked. And again, as I talked about earlier, I love villains that are that are well. And I actually thought that Pablo Pascal, uh, his his rendition of Max Lords was very very well done. Cheetah, on the other hand, like I was, so I didn't sad. understand why she was a villain until she started like growing fur and fighting Diana. Like I under, I understand the idea of I want to be better and I want mm. I, I like this person. Oh, I am this person. That's great. No, you can't take that away. Like, because they never actually explain to her the ramifications of you need to give this up because X, you know? Because Diana will die. Well, they, they don't say, well... They never explain that part. They never, you know, and and she's still essentially she's a good person. She's just, I'm sorry, she's just the nerd role in an '80s movie. Yeah, and those people are expendable. And so, it, and and it also doesn't make any sense that eventually, you know, Max is like, oh yeah, I'll turn you into a cheetah person. But you know, I want to be whatever. a cheetah person, right? I want to be an apex. That. Yeah, she said an apex predator. But that's the, man. The, but that yeah, yeah, but that's right? The, yeah, right, right. It is exactly yes. And that would have been much better if she had turned into Superman. It, just no, man. just why optimi- am I optimized yeah. human? Yeah. Right. Well, but human. but but also it was the 80s, Roger. So yep. she would have had to, it would have had to have been a man. It'd have to be leopard print and uh yeah, you can yeah. wear leopard print as the nod. That's fine. But yeah, that that was my problem with 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 84. I I mean one it's also a very different origin story for Cheetah. So yeah, yeah. Well, and the it, it also, from what I understand, the book that they bring out eventually to be like, this is the tribe of the Incas and like has all of these spells and stuff in it. Isn't that her origin? Was isn't that like the origin was like right there in the movie and they're like ha they never you. they never do they never and maybe this is just an example of comics being a you know historically a male dominated thing i've never seen like a comic that's like this is cheetah's origin story um like maybe there's like one issue of one comic where they talk about how she became the cheetah but like usually when you see her in any animated property or, or comic it's just like Hi, that's Cheetah. She hates Wonder Woman a lot. And right. uh, you don't even know yeah. why. Um, right. But that's the thing is, it, and that goes back to my, they did more with, uh, and I don't even remember what his uh, supervillain name is supposed to be, but Hammond. They did more with Hammond. in the No, Green Hector Lantern. Hammond just is Hector Hammond. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dr. Hammond. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't have a like big head Todd in the monster. No, if you go into the <laughs> encyclopedia. No, he's just, he's. <laughs> He is Hector Hammond. Okay. Um, but they did more with him in the Green Lantern movie to explain at least, yes, he's a fuckboy. Yes, he's an asshole. But at least, like, that's something. I actually liked Chris uh, and Wig and her character all the way mm-hmm. through to be like, I understand your motivations. I understand yep. your motivations. I yep. understand your motivations. Why what? are you a fucking what cat? What the hell happened? Right. Why yeah. are you a fucking cat woman? Yada, yada, yada. I'm a cat now. Um. <laughs> But I'm so a badass, I'm a badass, I'm a badass, I'm a badass, I'm a cat. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Right. Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me, let me try to just, um, because uh, you guys are not DC people. I'm going to, uh, or, or maybe, maybe Barry is, I don't know. No, no. We, we've literally no. only done, I think what? Y'all are marvelous. Five, no, five we, try, we try to split in yep. as many DC as we do Marvel. All right. So, so what's your point, these, Roger? The easiest, the easiest way for me to describe a, a, a Marvel equivalent is the Nova Corps. <laughs> Okay, you got to understand a little backstory. Um, we read the Cancerverse stuff. Oh God! For Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, and and the the low point. I, I was I was entertained. The low point yeah. from most people was what the. Fuck 
fuck is Nova? This is bullshit. <laughs> but so like Nova, it, Nova was a prominent character in the Marvel in the Marvel uh, universe, not the cinematic universe, but no, one Nova, right. the one that was Singular. from our area, uh, Rich Richard Richie. Um, he's Nova. like Spider Man's friend in right. the animated stuff, and he's in the comics. Really cool. Um, but so uh, that that emotional spectrum. The, there's this neat thing when you try to look at characters that epitomize Jeff. You know, Jeff Johns was definitely behind this. They talk they. The one point during the the War of Light, Earth is blocked off from everything else, and Ganthet basically says, "I've activated all of the rings uh, from the emotional spectrum. We're going to recruit one person from this planet, from Earth, that best represents these these emotions. The person who is the most hate, the person who is the most greed or 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 avarice, the person who is the most in- obsessed with fear or the ability to instill fear, you know, etc. And it's important to to figure these out because you'd think one side would be all villains and one side would be all good guys, but it's not." Um, for hate, they choose Mara, which is Aquaman's wife. She hates. She has such a grudge uh, with the with the surface world, which and makes so sense because they... it's Johnny Depp's ex wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really not looking forward to, to her playing that character again. Um, uh, for avarice and greed, it's Lex Luthor, yep. because Lex Luthor is jealous of the most powerful man in the world, and even though he is one of the most powerful men in the world and the smartest man in the world, he's still jealous of Superman. Yeah. Um, fear would have the first choice would have been Batman um, but Batman couldn't have a yellow lantern ring because he they'd already selected him before and they noticed that he'd actually worn a green lantern ring at one point and they said no 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 he can't have it and it flew away um, so it was the Scarecrow Jonathan Crane nice. and uh, Ganthet chose himself for the Green Lantern Corps uh, for Hope they chose Barry Allen nice I'm okay with that okay for Compassion they chose Ray Palmer which if you guys have not read a lot of DC no no uh, we, we, we know Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> okay but and but, arrow but you Thank haven't you. read the part you haven't read the part where like he his ex-wife killed their best friend and he forgave her and he still goes and sees her in the nut house because she's a crazy lady and he's coping with all this stuff he is the representative of compassion um when jen kills bear that will be me yeah um uh... you, you really think jen's gonna kill me yeah, no. I don't think that's how this is going to work. No, I don't think so. Just and for the, for the and making sure you're closer to her than I am. For the violet light of the emotional spectrum, for the star sapphires, they choose Wonder Woman because she literally does love everyone. Right. 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 And um, so they team up with the leaders of all those cores, basically, and they all go whoop some glorious ass. Um, and uh, then you get into this whole thing with Swamp Thing because they're like, let's tie in more Alan Moore property. Because um, <laughs> right. that's what DC does. Well, no, he's. But who he's doesn't like Guardians. Swamp Thing? I, I love Swamp Thing. Um, it's one of my favorite ones because of Alan Moore. Um, <laughs> you should go back and, and listen to our episode on Swamp Thing because it's it was it was a lot. It was a lot because we watched the series too. Yeah, that was that and the was series awesome. started out very very strong. And ended very, very not. Very, <laughs> very, very not. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Green Lantern Corps has spanned all of this stuff. And magic, whether it's the magic part with Alan Scott or whether it's the technology part from the sci-fi from the 60s on, it's been a really cool part of, you know, for a lot of time, it was kind of background noise. Um, and then, you know, it became more and more popular. And, you know, and then I, a couple of years ago, I couldn't walk into a comic book store without seeing them. Right. Um, and, you know, all those rings that they gave away. Every comic book kid's got a ring now. And 
Um, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a whole. I've got. I've got like. I've got. I've got a lot. I remember <laughs> those. I remember the pictures back when you before you had a daughter. You had a, an entire room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this room is. Uh, I have now. What I have is uh, we've isolated it to uh, several library shelves and a. I have this really cool. Megan got me this green wooden case that's got all the really cool oh, nice. uh, stuff that I've got, like the lanterns and the rings and um, I, I the mask and um, <laughs> a bunch of different. I actually have rings that light up and rings that don't. No judgment, man. We have two IKEA glass cases one for each of us yes and mine has all the gambit and rogue stuff and hers has death and the endless the endless and, and, yeah. yeah i'm glad you prefaced yours with no judgment <laughs> <laughs> you said uh, gambit uh, don't start with me don't no, start don't. with me yeah please please, please don't please don't <laughs> i won't <laughs> No, I, you know, the thing is, is, the thing is, I really like, I like Gambit. Uh, it's just people are like, oh, he's so powerful. And like, uh, all right. My, sure. my problem, my problem that most people have when it comes to comic books is if a writer is given a character that they are not invested in or do not fully understand, they will always become problematic. And it's sure. very easy to make them so. You oh, know? that's absolutely true. Yeah, you can give somebody hulk and hulk all of a sudden is raping people which happens in in a couple of different yeah. you know you know you could give somebody gambit and he becomes super problematic because he's this charming basically douchebag he's a con man right that's all right Dash. yeah yeah right yeah. but you know you give yeah but there are there are I've examples of that stuff with gambit. yeah um, and I've, you I've can read, read good about yeah. green lantern stuff too right um one of the things that I was going to make sure I pointed out to you guys though, is um, at one point, um, even, you know, as you talk about a villain story um, and the way that things go good and bad, Hal Jordan one time freaked out so much that he basically destroyed the entire core. He went nuts. Wasn't that the um, parallax thing? Yes. They, okay. Later they called it the parallax thing, but at the time it was just like, I'm so overwhelmed at grief. They've destroyed my hometown. Cyborg Superman and Mongol, they destroyed my hometown. I'm going to try to bring my hometown back with ring. You need more power. Okay. I'm going to kill all my friends to get it. I'm going to kill everybody in the line i'm gonna go to oa steal the main power battery and bring all of my bring my home back and uh he fights everybody sense. he knows all of his friends along the way he kills up most of them fights sinestro um takes the power battery for himself becomes parallax nice. um then dies reigniting the sun doing the right thing um it's yeah. it's a no, it's a I long like that story yeah <laughs> i like that story but no there's this uh, if you look it up if you look up uh if you look up the image hal jordan blank there's this image where he's looking like insane and he's got 12 rings on his fingers like <laughs> just like <laughs> smiling and you know because he's like I, i'm gonna have enough power i'm gonna have enough power I'm gonna have... but he's just literally you realize he's killing his friends and leaving them adrift in, on his way to oa you're like holy crap oh my god he killed all his best, all his friends and then um it's just you know the the when you talk about power you know like we were seeing you know campus power so it's the most powerful weapon in the universe um you can do whatever is in your mind when when kyle rayner was the green lantern he literally brought an entire race of people back from the dead he they can travel through time Gene Gray can use that. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> they they brought people back from the dead. They they uh, created a. Uh, they basically brought back the entire one guy. Brought back the entire Green Lantern power battery in Oa. He rebuilt the whole thing. But I don't um, care how strong you are with your green ring. You can't give Cyclops a personality. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, nothing. 
I didn't nothing, say it was nothing. Can I didn't say it was all powerful. I said it was the most powerful. You got to keep it DC, Superman. Uh, okay, yeah. fine, Superman. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? Superman's got a personality. Um, but super even Superman fears the Green Lanterns because you know Batman decided to teach Hal Jordan the radioactive frequency of kryptonite, and Hal Jordan could just be like, "I made construct kryptonite," and Superman just Zap. goes, "I'm taking a nap." Poke, poke, poke. Yeah. Um, yeah. How Jordan, right. literally, how Jordan literally beat the entire Justice League by himself. So, um, Roger, normally the question at the end of an episode uh, for my co-hosts is, will you keep reading? But for guests, I'm coming up with different uh, questions because obviously they have. Mm-hmm. Or if they haven't, I ask them, will they keep reading? Obviously, you have read a bunch. Outside of Secret Origin, um, yep. if somebody reads Secret Origin is like, I'm super interested in this, what is the next graphic novel you recommend to them? What's the next storyline they should read? Hold on one sec. Um, if you want to continue the story the way that they were going? No. I mean, if they're like, oh, I'm interested, what is the like creme de la creme if you have an understanding of Green Lantern that they should then read? Mm, um, I don't recommend that people go back to the 60s. Um, we have found that out. Yeah. Uh, through many franchises. Yep. <laughs> Um, the Blackest Night, if you've got an understanding of how the cores work, um, the Sinestro Core War was a really good one. And then the other one I would say is the Blackest Night, Brightest Day. Um, if you want to go back to, I personally, my favorite is the, um, Dennis and O'Neill stuff, um, from the late seventies, early eighties, the, the social activism kind of thing, uh, where they, they travel the world and, and but it's a Green Lantern, Green Arrow comic. If you're okay. saying pure Green Lantern. Um, no, I'm, I'm uh, just saying if they in, enjoy the character. If you enjoy the character Hal Jordan, um, then I would say true. go read Blackest Night, Brightest Day. Um, or, or read Rebirth, actually. Rebirth would be a great one for you to go to. And there's so many. Um, if you really, you know, if you're going, move from, if you're talking about like 52 forward, um, just start at the beginning. Um, 52 forward, start at the beginning. If you're doing the War of Light, do the do the whole Blackest Night, Brightest Day, um, which is evidently $300 uh, to buy the whole set. Well, Ooh. comicsology is also a thing now. So Comicsology is also a thing. Um, I'm a huge fan of the emotional spectrum stuff, understanding the depth of characters and understanding that characters like at the core, Batman is a fear guy and have that just said to have that said unequivocally by him being selected is not only did I think it was something that he wasn't ready to deal with. I think it's something that the, the readers were like, Oh, Oh shit. Batman's not such a great guy. So Jen, Mm -hmm. will you continue being interested in reading Green Lantern comics? Well, I want to finish the uh, Neil Gaiman one that you could not. The Secret of the Green Flame? Yeah, Yeah. Um, because I I got as far as, as, uh, because I I didn't pick it up. I got to Dead Man. Well, okay. This is is the story. I read all of... I read all of my comics on my tablet. I like reading them electronically. Josh didn't put that one on my tablet. So I didn't have access to it until Bear brought our physical copy here today. Because one mm-hmm. of that's one of the few things that I actually prefer hard. Right. Which I so, found a physical copy that a library was so, getting rid of. It's an out-of-print book. So yeah, I nice. started reading it like really right before we sat down. 
and I didn't get very far. So I will, it's not that, no, it's not it's that not big. That big. I will it's finish it. It's not a big it. book. You, I you, will finish it. There's more text probably in the introduction than there is in the comic. Okay. And the introduction was actually not included in the, the comic file. Okay. And when I sat down and started talking to Bear and saying, I just couldn't, I got to this yeah. point. Bear's <laughs> like, I looked, there's yeah. an entire introduction from Neil explaining basically yeah. that he okay. purposefully went and pulled all of these all of the most he well in their, their characters that he loves yeah so he pulls yeah. out dead yeah. man and he pulls out the yeah, phantom stranger and yep. you know no, and he I'm, uses I'm them in there and i'm just like okay well this should be entertaining i've yeah. never even heard of these characters and now yeah. it makes me want to like go find phantom stranger stuff yeah. you know so bear oh, okay so jen uh, yes i yes. will continue reading because i want to finish this Th comic. That one. yeah bear um I was actually really entertained. I read Legend of the Green Flame first. I don't know if I should have done that or not, but I'm really happy that I did because I get to see Superman die again. <laughs> it, is very, alert. it is very outside of the norm. I mean, you, you see him on the cover with a, a claw through the chest. So it's like, mm -hmm. he's he's going to die, okay? Love it. Um, so I, I was real happy about that. Um, Superman's weak against magic. Yeah. Um, and then, like, when I got to the end of Secret Origin, I was, I, I'm absolutely like, uh, all right, now, now I need to read the next one so that I can see what the Guardians are going to tell Pal and Sinestro about this whole yellow thing yep. and what this yellow thing resolved. Yep. I've mm -hmm. watched him do it twice now in the comic. Y yellow isn't a thing. It's just programmed into these rings and, by the way, super cool like AI rings. I thought that was a much yeah. neater idea. Um, but yeah, now I'm seriously like, I, I have to go see the next one because I want to see this yellow thing resolved. I do, by the way, find it interesting that you're like, well, I like the AI ring thing because that's literally what you both hated about Nova was the AI. <laughs> There was there was so much more there. Yeah. Like there was there's a lot to unpack about Nova. Um I see. I, I also have discussed Nova. So. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I also apparently have a penchant for uh green superheroes. Yes, because, you do. Yeah. I mean, Hulk yeah. is my thing. Um, I kind of fell in love with Swamp Thing after reading that stuff. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of enjoyed Green Lantern, um, especially once we got, the, I discovered that there were other lanterns. Um, yeah, apparently I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a green superhero kind of guy. So when it comes to me, I will not read the next one in this series, but I, because again, it's it's the seriousness um, that Hal has. Like he's flippant, but he's not quite enough. Uh, for, 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 for my you specifically. Right. Right, for me specifically, specifically which is why Justice which is League why okay i will check out justice league international but i think i'm going to go and find this series that has ollie and hal that has green mm -hmm. arrow and green lantern because i feel like ollie will pull out a lot of that in hal and i like the idea of them being friends and just the, going on a road trip. One, of the, trip. Yeah. one of the one of the first scenes in that and i don't feel like this is going to spoil it for you because it's a class it's it's a meme all over the internet is you know this this uh older African-American gentleman looks at Hal Jordan and because Ollie brought him there and he says, you know, I heard about you Green Lantern that you travel all around the universe helping blue people and pink people, but you can't stop to help a black person. Ah! I like it. I'm going to read that series. And Hal Jordan's <laughs> like, my God, I'm a horrible person. We need to go learn. Yes, you are, Hal. Let's do it. I like it. I do too. I like That's that a fantastic. lot. And, and the best part of that, in my opinion, is they take an alien who is you know billion years old disguised as an old man around and they show him too and he's like oh people have feeling people have needs and wants and emotion why aren't these people fed why doesn't they why don't they take care of these things let them eat cake 
<laughs> yeah. He's like, I thought this was handled. My, that's why Gan Fett is the only guardian that I really am like, that's a good guy. Well, Roger, he's the only one with a conscience. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us today. This Thank this you for letting been... me geek out for an hour and a half. Hey, you know what? That's that's awesome. That's, that's what we're here to do for our friends. Uh, Appreciate you. Do you have anything anything else that you want to leave our listeners with? Um, you got anything you want to pimp? You got any... No, love you do stuff? have you do have things that you want you to do, share. In fact, because you, there oh, is another love that you have that has oh, it doesn't have to things? do with com- yes. There you go. Uh, they can go check out Pangolin Prop Works on Facebook. And How do you spell that? P A N G O L I N Prop Works. There you go. Awesome. Uh, Pangolin yes, like the cause... like the endangered species. Yes. With scales, they're really cool. Yes, a mammal right. with scales. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's awesome because you make uh, you make buffer. Uh, yep, we make boffers and Nerf guns and stuff for and props. Oh, excuse me, props and armor. Do you do that uh, just specifically for uh, the one game, or do you do it spec? No, for... no, we are me and my me and my uh, compatriots. We have I have partners in this. Uh, we build things for whatever you want, like if it's cosplay or LARP. If you go. Hmm, I really want a Mando suit. Be like, okay, we can build a Mando suit. Sweet. Um, that is fantastic. As long as, people, as long as people understand that, you know, we are artists who demand fair wages. No, that's, that's absolutely, right? absolutely. I mean, after, hey, you know what, Roger? This exposure is free. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is you. absolutely free. <laughs> and I I have made for, and I have been paid, but I would be happy to make other things. I do cross stitch, but I have done fuck you, pay me as a patch for a couple of people. Nice. I mean, uh, have, as someone who has uh, spent a good, uh, what, 12 years or so in AmpGuard, um, having a good crafter around, um, now now that I'm, you know, older and have money and less time, I'm like, um, yes, I will pay you to make these things for me because I don't want to make my own boffer sticks. Right, I don't want to make my own garb. Well, I don't want to. And if you show up to an event... Or you're like that's a once in a year, once in a multi-year thing. I think I was at the last amp card event you showed up to, <laughs> and I hadn't been to one in five years before that. But it was, you know, if if we had had somebody that had noticed Micah, uh, <laughs> if we had had like time and with our resources, we could have been like, oh, we're gonna do this, and this is our costumes, and we're right. gonna hire our friends yeah. to get those I mean, things for us. I'll, like, I'll give, you know, I'll give you guys. It's great to hit people with sock bats, but when you're, especially when you're doing something that's like an immersion-based LARP, having uh, or or walking around Katsukon or some some comic book convention, having something that looks like it might actually hurt you, but when you get hit with it, it does, it feels like a pillow. Is makes all the difference. Like I, if I walk around with sock bats in an in a in an immersive environment, I kind of feel like a dope. Um, so I need like something that looks like a real sword or at least close to it. Um, Understandable. Yeah, I need more you know. superheroes that are middle aged sort of chubby dudes. Right. That's what I need. <laughs> well, or, like, hey, see, Jack hey, Black just, should be a green lantern. I'm down with this. <laughs> just remember that. Just remember that anyone can be chosen to be a green lantern. All you have to do is have the ability to overcome great fear your powers are based on willpower you don't actually have to be fit to do this job you just got to be brave maybe i should do a red lantern costume oh, i could and totally go with be social justice I, I could totally be a red lantern <laughs> um i i i want to i want to try to do one of the cool alien cosplays and i might want to try to do uh there's a great blue lantern called uh saint walker and uh he's really cool there's also an elephant kind of guy in there <laughs> <laughs> He's like right, an elephant well, humanoid. It's crazy. Well, thank you again, Roger. We're this uh this ending is turning into a Midwestern goodbye. And <laughs> so it is. 
So it's okay, I'm Southern. You. It's the same way. We love you. Hopefully, we can have you back on. Uh, oh yeah, to be another another one of our pocket DC experts. If you ever Absolutely. need DC nerds, I'm around. Yeah, well, love I'll it. get you, I'll get you and Cat on one, and then we won't have Ooh, to do anything. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just sit back we'll and let you guys drink. talk. We're yeah. just sit and drink and, and throw snide comments. Out. Yeah. That'd oh, that great. might be one go. we need to do video for then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I've, been, I've been playing with the idea of video for Patreon. Well, and I think that this would be a good one, like the DC nerds together and us just watching, just like just us on video for our facial expression. So Roger, <laughs> wait, no, I'm going to make this an official thing. Okay. Kat Esman has already said that she would like to ask us to tackle the Snyder Cut when it comes out in September. Oh, you're going to make me watch that fucking movie again? I would like to assemble my DC Justice League (sighs) for when the Snyder Cut of Justice League comes out. I'm just going to let all of our listeners know know right now, I'm going to be shit-faced drunk for this. There's there's an additional, like, hour. Oh, God. No. (laughs) They made a Justice League... Without a Martian Manhunter and without a Green Lantern. They I have think made both mistakes. of those are in the Snyder Cut. Ugh. You're kidding. No, there's a bunch in the Snyder Cut. Okay. There's no Green Lantern so, in the Snyder Cut. Can I, can I lock you down? Can I lock yeah, you I'm down, our, our Green Lantern? Yeah. All right. All right. This is our mid credit scene. <laughs> oh no all right okay so here's the thing you know you were talking about how you would have to uh come visit me because i'm the crazy one that killed your best friend how about if me and your best friend killed you <laughs> and then we just go visit your oh, grave man. Yeah. Oh, man. I, t- I totally forgot to talk about one of the classic comic book tropes that comes from green lantern ah. <laughs> Have you guys okay. ever heard of fridging people? Yes. yes. We have discussed yeah. fridging people because it was a Gail yep. Simone thing. We've had two very yep. Gail-centric episodes and love her. Um, yeah. All right. And on that note, <laughs> go. please please go. keep track of us. Uh, of you may see more and more as we build to the more justice. More? No. <laughs> well, actually, yes. maybe. Yes, maybe. Uh, <laughs> as we build to the Snyder Cut Justice League episode oh, God. and these post-credit scenes. Um, this is Graphically Novel. Thank you so much for listening to us. Tune in next week when we will be doing, with our good friend Loki Lot, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Ooh, I'm so excited for this episode. Well, we're oh, going nice. to shotgun. Got Loki. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jen and I are going to shotgun the last five episodes tonight. Yeah. So. And but I'm loving it. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Uh, so tune in next time. Thank you so much. And until then, take it away, Vandello. Ever as it seems